With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. A Thursday edition of I Want Your Flex. He's Mike Carmen. Ryan Bershinger's here as well. I'm Dan Beyer. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Get Ryan at Ryan Bershinger. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Uh, your Chicago Bears, Mike, putting the fun in the word dysfunction. Uh, my goodness, what a crazy day at Hallis Hall on Wednesday. Uh, defensive coordinator resigns. Nathan Peterman is released. But it all starts and ends with one Justin Fields. How how are you taking this whole scenario scenario with your beloved Chicago Bears? You know what? In the grand scheme, I know for the fantasy purposes and, and football purposes, yes, the Justin Fields uh, is obviously the, the big deal. Calling out coaches and then calling media over. I wasn't really calling out coaches. I would never do that or call a team. It's like, no, you did. I could play back the tape. Feel like running it out of a few good men. I could have it read back to you if you want. I don't need it read back to me. I, I know what I said. Uh, so you've got that mess. And look, and we talked about it a little bit uh, to start the week, guys. Of you know how clean the pocket has been despite offensive line issues, right? Because the left tackle goes on IR today. Uh, that's the other piece of news that that comes out of all of this. Is that. You know, you've had plenty of time in the pocket to make decisions, to make throws, plenty of what seemed to be from our, uh, I don't know, amateur eyes, plenty of windows to throw the ball downfield and just not taking the opportunity to do so. And we could talk about constructs and, and trying to 
keep fields contained within the pocket and and what a detriment that is to things. But, you know, making a throw is still making a throw, right? Whatever the coaching is, whatever the concepts. Oh, by the way, wide receivers are supposed to stack before the play and not the routes you actually run. So all of that, uh, but the Williams situation on the defensive side, trying to figure out what's real, what's imagined, the guy that reported uh, raids and such is a guy that I know out of Chicago, and he's standing by what he he was told. So, you know, while all other denials have come forward, it's just a clear uh, cluster, you know what, even if it was a podcast, I ain't going to say it. Um, and then the release of Peterman was kind of like either he begged out and said, I'm done, <laughs> yeah. or, or you know, they just said, hey, we need to make a transaction to to have something else on the radar for folks to talk about. <laughs> Either way, what an absolute mess. Even Nathan Peterman's tapping out. I'm done. I, I, yeah. Can I go play for the Jets? Yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> he wants to go to the – no, I, I don't know that he wants to go to the Jets, but but think about that. You're You're more dysfunctional than even the New York football Jets at this point. Oh, so, so crazy. Well, the Bears have the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. They are a double-digit underdog. We'll get to that game in our podcast on Friday where we do our rankings and our hot plays and our cold sores. But for the time being, we do want to fill you in on tonight's game. It's Giants and Niners. Giants without Saquon Barkley and Andrew Thomas. Brandon Ayuka game time decision, Mike. Fantasy value-wise, especially as someone – who has a a limited roster in guillotine leagues? Uh, I am I am searching for anything. What do you see with Giants and Niners tonight? Well, I mean, you got to think maybe there's more activity for Debo Samuel beyond being a runner on occasion. So uh, we we fire him up maybe into a uh, WR three role and and roll the dice. Beyond that, I mean Jennings and it gets it gets weird. Yeah, <laughs> it gets weird fast with the way this team is structured. Right, you've got McCaffrey and Kittle as top five, maybe Kittle more seven eight on your tight end list, depending. And, and Purdy's no better than a high end QB two. But Elijah Mitchell, like we're starting to get the old hours. We, you know, we should have used him more. We talked about that with coaches last year a lot. It's like, why did that guy only have three touches? You know, we really meant him, meant to get him the ball more, uh, and that's what they're they're saying in San Francisco. So, you know, maybe possibly if things start running downhill a little bit, but I don't know that San Francisco necessarily gets to run and hide here. So, you know, I think we're just looking at the usual suspects and then, you know, Moody, your kicker is one of your highest plays of the week. Uh, Otherwise it's a whole lot of hand wringing. I think I look at this game and it's something that, you know, we touched on in previous podcasts, but Again, the Niners, one of the teams in the NFL that started off with two road games, so the travel wasn't as bad as, say, the Dolphins, but you did have the game in Pittsburgh, physical game for sure. Mm -hmm. Then you go and play a division rival in the Rams where there's something there. Now, yeah, you're at home, but it is a short week. I know the Giants coming off of their, you know, comeback win against the Cardinals. I just I just wonder I just wonder because of no Saquon, no Andrew Thomas. Could there be a little letdown for the 49ers seeing a wounded Giants team come in? I think San Francisco is going to win the game. I just, if the Niners don't bring their A game, and as you said, maybe you want to give CMC a little rest, I, I think it could be competitive. I just, I don't necessarily see the Niners being 
really sharp, and I think that there'd be a lot of reasons why you could give them a pass, why they would bring their B or C game, even if they're going to come out with a victory. 100%. All, all of the above. Uh, and, you know, when we look at trying trying to break down that roster, I mean, we, we know they are – the class and I guess alongside Dallas where we sit in the, in the NFC, but you know, the, the game against the Rams was a lot tougher than I think anybody would have anticipated. And the Steelers just kind of rolled over. Uh, but with the Rams being, yeah. you yeah, know, right. the more, more recent, uh, you know, you know, uh, of the surprises, I guess that we've seen this year, but that Steelers game still had me uh, shaking my head, wondering, you know, where was the heart? That, uh, you know, remember sparring, got to be ready for the fight, Mike sure. Tomlin. And then they weren't. Uh, but then the Rams, I don't know. There, there's something in the water there. And McVay, uh, I guess, you know, taking all the, the, the negativity. We'll see if he bans anybody like USC. Uh, sorry, that's a whole other story <laughs> for folks uh, to grab into. Maybe you don't follow the college game. But, yeah, for the for the 49ers, uh, this, this one's it, – it's not quite the definition of a trap – but the letdown based on huge expectations, uh, with especially with with Ayuk's injury, uh, certainly changes the complexion of this one. I know we don't care about time of possession anymore, but I do care about time of possession. And the Rams had the ball for almost 34 minutes on Sunday. And what I what I also think that does mean the 49ers. And I remember they did this. Uh, when with Jimmy G, they had a game in Jacksonville either a year or two ago, and they did it against the Rams on a Monday Night Football game, I believe, two years ago. They'd get the ball, opening drive, and the opening drive would take twelve minutes. It took twelve minutes off the clock to open it to open the game. I think you could see something like that on uh, on tonight's game, where you know what we got to keep our defense off the field because they were on way too much trying to track down Puka Nakua in doing what they did. So I think there's another situation where you're talking about long, drawn-out drives when they actually do get the football. And just make sure that they leave with the win, but I think that's what you could see from the 49ers tonight. So I just don't have, yeah, don't have great expectations with the injuries and everything that's played along with it. Yeah, over-under sitting at 44, 10-point spread. Uh, but, yeah, to your point, succeed, proceed, and then get the extra days off. One note, uh, looking at the Giants' side of this as well, uh, of course. Oh, yeah, they're playing, too. They are playing. Good good job, (laughs) Bruce. They will be in attendance on Thursday night. Um, With no Saquon Barkley, obviously, and, yes, no Andrew Thomas, um, you have Matt Breida stepping into that (laughs) running back role, probably. But, man, is this an awful situation. Uh, Well, I mean, what are you looking at, a flex, guys? Maybe. Maybe if you want to be gutsy and just say someone's got to touch the ball. You're you're looking at Brita because of the injury to Barkley, to Chubb, to Jamal yeah. Williams, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. Eckler Austin Eckler. Still, yeah. yeah, that's why you're you can talk yourself into Brita. I think on Thursday night. Yeah, I I agree. I think that if you are in a situation where you simply need a running back who's going to get touches, he does in fact play the position of running back, and he should be getting touches. But I don't think you can play him with any sort of confidence. Uh, even though, yeah, sure, last week you had the hot waiver picker of uh, waiver pickup of Kyron Williams, and he went off on the Niners. But that was not really fully expected, and I think that's also a testament to just how good the Rams' offense actually is. Uh, for this situation, we've already seen the Giants 
defense put up literally zero points in one of their two games. Uh, of course, he's, they're not playing the Cowboys defense again, but they are playing the Niners. Uh, so, no, I, I Matt Breida is a scary play, especially with such early in the week. But, uh, yeah, if you simply need a running back who's going to play running back, he is, in fact, a running back who will play running back. But legitimately, out of this squad on the other side, right, looking at the Giants, mm-hmm. Uh, assuming a one QB league, once we start getting into super flexes and whatever, uh, I play quarterback for your your team by week five. Uh, really, it's Waller. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Right? Everybody else. Like all the wide receivers, as much as I like some of the production you might get from Darius Slayton. Uh, okay. You are talking to an Isaiah Hodgins. Well, I was going to get to him. Yes. But, but, I mean, what is he, a four, <laughs> a five? I mean, I, in I terms of, of, of just, yeah. and, I, and I'm with you because I'm a Slayton guy. You know that. Going, he's one of those guys I can't quit for some reason. <laughs> but, but how much do I trust any of them in this matchup? Other than it's like I just want to have some skin in the game after Thursday night football. It's We're going to watch it regardless. That's right. It's mm-hmm. still early. So it's Giants and Niners on Thursday night. All right, so Harmon's going to be back uh, with the uh, rankings and and hot plays and cold sores that we're going to do on Friday's episode. That's the episode that always gets you re- uh, ready for your week three. We'll have a lot more information then as well because we'll know more about what's going to happen because there are key injuries to look at. Anthony Richardson and concussion protocol, Bryce Young situation. Yeah, and Green Bay dealing with injuries as well. So a lot, a lot to get to. He's Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Beyer. That's my Carmen. This is I Want Your Flex. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's time for me and Ryan Bershinger to talk streaming defenses and survivor pool picks. And if you joined us last week, I gave you one survivor pool pick. That was the Buffalo Bills against the Raiders. And if you use that advice, you survived until week three. Now, there are a couple of things that I do want to touch on, at least when we talk about these survivor situations, is that there are games that are obvious that you think you look at the point spread and you say, Hey, that's an obvious, that's an obvious win. The 49ers, I think were one against the Rams. It wasn't easy by any means, but they got a win Cowboys going up against Zach Wilson in week two, likely a win for the Cowboys looking ahead to it. Yeah, it was, but the Cowboys are a team that you can use later on in the season as are the San Francisco 49ers. So that's part of the survivor pool. Uh, magic. If you can figure out your path by using maybe teams that it's risky, but aren't the obvious ones right off the bat. And I had heard something from a broadcast on a different network when making a survivor pool pick. And the person that was making the pick was making their pick for week two. And they said, yeah, I'm going with the giants. I'm going to just keep on picking against Arizona. The problem with that. Teams in the NFL nowadays don't really go 0-8 anymore. Like, it just to start a season, they don't. And for a half, if you were picking the Giants, heck, for two and a half quarters, if you were picking the Giants in week two, you are sweating this out, and you needed a collapse by the Cardinals and a late second field goal from Graham Gano to advance. But at some point, the Cardinals are going to win a game. And at some point, you're going to double up, and maybe you're not going to be able to pick that team. But... I would just stay away from that sort of thing. I would look to try to find value in different spots, value in different places, instead of just saying, I'm always going to pick against the Cardinals. I did this in a baseball pool, by the way, a survivor baseball pool that was so much fun. And you're like, well, the Oakland A's stink. They're awful. Well, yeah, that's true. If your team plays the Oakland A's, more often than not, you're probably going to get a victory. But what would end up happening is, 
because you're winning games in Major League Baseball, the A's just out of nowhere may end up taking two out of three from your squad, and now you're kind of behind the eight ball because you want to know why? Well, the A's have to at least win some games, and that's kind of what I feel like with the Arizona Cardinals. So I wouldn't recommend just blindly saying I'm going to pick against Arizona every single week. I just don't see the value in that. Even with the Cowboys coming to town and Dallas being a 13-point deficit, try to stay away from it. I told you I try to stay away from road games. I also try to stay from stay away from division games. So I've got two picks for you. I think if you if you wanted to, if you really wanted to look at how things played out this past week, look at the Lions bouncing back against the Falcons. I don't think the Falcons are a team. That's good enough to go 3-0. and Even though Harmon picked them to win the NFC South, I picked them to win the NFC South. They barely beat the Packers. They were able to beat a Panthers team that was starting Bryce Young in his first start. I really like the Lions in this situation. So I, I think the Lions would be my number one pick for a survivor sort of pool. And let's be honest, the Lions, even if they have a good year, are going to go 11-6. and six. So there would be five more losses for them along the way, and any of them could come in the next couple of weeks. So I like the Lions as a pick. And if you really do want to take a favorite, <sighs> Chiefs could be an option with the Bears. I also like the Niners on a short week against the Giants. Without Saquon Barkley, I think it's going to be difficult for New York. I guess if I were to lean between the two, I'd take San Francisco. So there's some survivor advice, Ryan Bershinger, in terms of the teams that that I like. I just There are certain rules that I have in certain criteria. I thought about the Packers against the Saints. I don't think the Saints are 3-0 and material, but I just want to see where Green Bay is. Injury-wise, with Christian Watson, with Aaron Jones, with you know David Bakhtiari, before I would actually put a pick in on them. So I'm going to go with the Lions as my survivor pick for Week 3. I like it. I like it. And uh, as we go into the streaming defenses here, we see exactly why simply fading one team over and over can, in fact, be a poor strategy. Because that's what I ran into last week uh, by trying to fade the Arizona Cardinals every week uh, already in Week 2. Uh, the New York Giants gave a negative two against <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. The G man. <laughs> so, um, and I was I, I, when I saw what was going on in the first like three quarters of that game, I was fully prepared to come onto this podcast and just completely rip the Giants apart because they were making me look stupid. Um, and then they ended up winning that game. So you know, I, I but still they deserve it. And quite frankly, uh, you. <laughs> negative two against the Cardinals letting Josh Dobbs throw all over you uh I uh, I'm not yeah. going to be doing that this week we also we also said you said I like the Colts defense and yeah. then I said to you on the flip side hey why don't you take a shot at the Texans yep. you know and yep. then what do you you know 31 points <laughs> scored by the Colts Texans made a bit of a comeback with C.J. Stroud throwing for 300 and some odd yards. So, yeah, yeah maybe not the best strategy a week ago. Uh, well, hopefully uh, this week I think provides some better opportunity because now we have two weeks under our belt. We've got a bit more sample size to draw from, so we have some uh, some more possibilities that we can look at. In terms of streams that I am targeting for this Sunday and beyond, quite frankly, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs still today, after the waiver period, are still available in over half of leagues for defenses. This is easily a top three play this week against the Chicago Bears. The Bears have, of course, been awful. And now you have the latest, uh, as we discussed earlier, Justin Fields 
maybe taking shots at coaching, but insisting that he's not. But I agree with Mike, he, he is. Um, but also, the interesting thing about that, and I think the reason why Fields is taking shots at coaching like that, uh, four designed runs. Four. Four designed runs called for Justin Fields over the first two games of their season. Uh yeah, if you're taking away Justin Fields' ability to run against opposing defenses, then give me that opposing defense in fantasy because that is his biggest skill. That's the biggest uh, skill that the Bears' offense has, period, is Fields' ability to run. Now, of course, given the antics, maybe uh, maybe they try to do things a little differently this Sunday, but I am still not afraid of that Bears' offense. Give me the Chiefs' defense. Also, because of the fact that next week they're playing the New York Jets. And so if you grab the Chiefs this week, which again, still available in over half of leagues, you're getting that defense as a very strong play for the next two weeks. And what do we say about the New York Jets? Or rather, what do we say about Zach Wilson? You fade Zach Wilson. The Patriots against Zach Wilson this week, that's a very strong defensive play as well. Easily can get top five production there. But the Chiefs are definitely the defense I'm targeting. If they're still available in your leagues and you don't feel great about the defensive matchup you have, jump on the Chiefs, you're going to get two strong weeks from that Chiefs defense here. And if you're just tuning in or maybe you're new to fantasy football, whatever the case may be, Ryan is giving you advice on defenses that are available in your league. Mm -hmm. I just mentioned a little while ago, you know, the Niners coming back home, home opener, short week for the Giants, you know, staying out on the West Coast and doing so without Saquon Barkley. You'd think like, oh, great spot for the 49ers defense. Well, the 49ers defense, if you're playing defenses in your league, likely already taken by some other squad. So this is where the streaming defense part comes in, where you can move defenses in and out each week. And Ryan's going to tell you the ones that are available that's why he tells you how many you know how how much percentage wise these defenses are rostered so these aren't the obvious defenses that you're going to look at because those obvious defenses are likely already on rosters yeah just so we're certain here uh i'm not telling you to not fade the cardinals this week because they're playing the (laughs) dallas cowboys (laughs) you are absolutely 100 starting the dallas cowboys defense against the cardinals this week the uh, I, there's there's some interesting matchups that that are there in in week three, and I think that you know I just mentioned the Texans and Colts. I think people could want to jump on the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I just think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. Mm-hmm. The you know, the over under is only forty four, but I think it shoots way past that one. So I don't know something to watch for in week three. For sure. For sure. Hi. Did you just get an email? I think so. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. So I, I got one as well. Changes. Software changes are required. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. We got <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. There's your uh, survivor pool picks and your streaming defenses for week three in the NFL. So for Ryan Bershinger and Mike Harmon, I'm Dan Beyer. We'll talk to you next time right here at I Want Your Flex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.